I'm your host for this fete, or fete. I, you know, it's got an accent mark on the e. This accent mark, the, the carrot top. What is, what does that give? What inflection does that give? Is it is it French or something? Uh, it, it is. Fit? Doesn't look French. Oh, it is French. You're right. Yes. Yeah, it would probably just be like fit. 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 Oh, just like shorten it a bit. Fit. 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 Welcome to this fit. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eric. Go ahead and tell me your name. Uh, je suis Eric Mongeau. Uh... <laughs> now that he knows we're at a French <laughs> soiree kind of deal, yeah. A feat, a feat. Yeah, it is like a garden party, it looks like. Celebration or festival, typically held outside yeah. for a charity, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's the uh, extent of my French knowledge. Thank was pretty, you, all it was those... pretty good, it was pretty legit. In college. They for a second, we're like, did you get a different co-host? Different co-host? <laughs> for all our <laughs> Canadian listeners. No, um, yeah, so, <laughs> funny story. It, I, I did, like, two years of French in high school. Didn't mm-hmm. speak a word of it for two years uh, <laughs> after that. Then in college, you had, we had to take a language course. We did. Um, we, we were both originally in, uh, like, Mandarin or Chinese whatever that was. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to do all the outside work. I'll just try French again. You had to take a placement test. And just because I'm like not bad at, at just figuring out multiple choice test, ta- uh, test results, they're like, you're in the 200 level French. Class. Oh, you tested out of 100 level. Yeah. And I was oh, just like, no, no. which, which by <laughs> no, the way, I want to take 100. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that much French. I don't know. They're like, sorry, don't, don't know what to do. You have to do it. And, um, that, at that level at our school, at least they don't speak English in class at the 200 level at the 200 level. Correct. So I just yeah, walked in level, yeah. having two high school years of French, not <laughs> speaking a word for two years. Into and it. they were like, we're not speaking English to you. I'm like, I don't see how I'm going to learn here. <laughs> I, I don't think this is going to go well. I'm just like, Ooh. I stayed in the Mandarin class and I loved it. That was a sweet Yeah, class. it sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> that was awesome. More fun than I had because I didn't understand. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It was actually an interesting class. Like you were, you were, it was fun to learn Chinese for sure. Uh, all right. Well, we're back at a D&D episode. It's been a while. I went on vacation. So that was uh, the hiatus a that we had. I went on a little vacation. Went to uh, Barcelona, Spain. Uh, they don't speak French there. They, speak they don't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I actually got rather good at Spanish in like the week you're there. Because you know, it's just like you have to. You have to get accustomed just, to like, all the travel ways. words. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were yeah, going to say that. They only spoke German. That's why. They only spoke German? Don't know how? Yeah. Uh, but back in D&D, we're going to talk about items today because we pushed off items long enough, Eric. We, uh... we have. <laughs> we didn't forget. We were just pushing it off. You did until... forget. You literally forgot. You texted me well, a half hour before recording and said, what is the topic? You almost <laughs> skipped it again. I yeah I try I I've been dreading it. <laughs> yeah, does not Are you sure it is it? Yeah. Are you sure it's item? We I do thought we had it. <laughs> uh, anyways, what are you going to be drinking at this one? 
Uh, I am drinking a uh, a Japanese whiskey Ooh. called EY. EY. Oh yeah, I, yes, you showed me that one before, and I, that is one I hadn't heard of before. I, I actually, I don't think I have it on our shelves at all around here, which is surprising because, like I was talking about, like I feel like there's like a four like categories of Japanese. There's not many, and like they're usually the same mm-hmm. ones. Still haven't seen that. Yeah, one. I was just like, oh, usually I really only drink like like a scotch or like Irish whiskey. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to try something different. I like Japanese whiskey. It's, it's very good. good. It's, it's very similar to scotch. If you, if you yeah. compare the two, they are. Yeah. Cause that's where they, I did. Yeah. I, how to make I it. don't think I'd be able to pick up all the nuances that you could buy. I could definitely be like, this definitely is not outside of my comfort zone as yeah, far yeah, as like yeah, taste. Right. It'll be very similar. Uh, well, I am all drunk out from the vacation. So <laughs> I have oh, here with really? me. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I've sworn it off for like a month. Uh, this is a, what's it called? Dragon Pearl j- tea? Dragon Jasmine Pearl? It's like a jasmine tea. It's very good. It's a, it's a white oh, tea, nice. you'd call it, I think, uh, is, the, is its term. So yeah, I've got nice tea going on here. It's been wonderful. Um, Standy Story of the Week. We haven't had one for a while, and we have a good one, good topic for you today, because before I had left on vacation... But we weren't able to get a podcast in, uh, out of the way. Uh, I ran a one shot. Yeah. How did you awesome. enjoy the one shot as a player? As a player, it sucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, you had it all 100% in Tailspire. So 100% felt... in Tailspire, yeah. So, the, yeah. which for everyone listening, if you're not familiarized with Tailspire, uh, think everything is like a 3D uh, game board. Which just makes it way and way more involved because you can really interact with what's around you. Because I, lit- all, you have all your character figurines and everything's interactable around your character in that. Yeah, it and everything looks very. It, it doesn't like look quote unquote realistic. It, it's cartoony. Yeah, it's cartoony. But yeah, it looks like how you imagine a game board should look like. And if you yeah. and if anyone out there has heard of like Dwarven Forge or anything like that, it looks exactly like. Yeah, Those it reminds models. me of like a game of Warhammer, but we didn't have to paint all the figurines, right? right. Everything was already built in and made, and and it gets very detailed, and they have a lot in there. So yeah, they have a lot of stuff, and having it all in, um, like in a single area like that, I think adds a little bit, not necessarily like immersion necessarily, but it it, it kind of weirdly helped. I think the one shot focus because it's like yeah, we're only in this room, so there wasn't really any like. Oh, you're in a town. You're like, well, I want to know how like the like the stable owner feels about this situation, <laughs> just because your character likes horses, and <laughs> and the DM's just like, all right, he's gonna feel exactly how <laughs> everyone else feels <laughs> on the situation. Just go to the castle, please. True. So I should talk about then for sure what this uh, one shot I designed it to be. It was very much a dungeon crawl. So when he right, says, yeah. like, per room, it's because I basically locked them room by room. I mean, I made this thing into a dungeon crawl, and the way I designed it, I required a certain amount of people, which was six, because I did split up the party at one point, and I didn't want anyone to just be alone. If That would have made it for a miserable roleplay experience, you know, to have your character just doing stuff. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you could have done it, but it's more fun to be there with one other person, you know? And then yeah, you, exactly. you, and you need someone to rip off and like, you never know when you're going to get 
a nat one at an inopportune time. And it's like, well, all right, you die. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went down, and uh, there's no one here to save me. So right. hopefully, you rolled uh, nat twenty on one of your three. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I started off, they were all in the desert naked. I made this campaign so that they didn't start with any items and that again, because it was a, uh, very interactable and it was to encourage them to interact with their environment because very early on I showed them like, there's weapon racks. Ah, I grab a sword. I'm like, great. You got a sword now. You know, I tried to make it seem like, oh, I get it. We're supposed to interact with what's here to garner our characters, mm-hmm. not better. It's all on the sheet in front of me. I'm good to go. I have everything I need. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just trying to make people interact with with what's there, which I think worked out. I mean, everyone very much got right into that right away. They started like, oh, I I didn't even tell them, like, you're really dehydrated. I think they naturally thought of that. And they were like, yeah, we like woke up in a desert water sources. And I'm like, there's a bucket of water. You don't know why it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like a fun, like interesting, um, different way of going about it because we like we all just showed up. There was no like yeah, yeah. need to be like how how do you all know each other or anything like that. No, yeah. Um, the, because the point it's just was like, that you none of you woke know up each other. like just with your clothes on you. You don't have any weapons. So everyone yep. just like went into survival mode and be like, Oh, now we have to figure out how to, right, how to right. get stuff. How to Which get is it. a great, it was a great way to run a one shot for me. Just, just cause like who needs background, just chuck them in a friggin' scenario and begin. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> just way easier of an introduction to just throw your characters. And you're say, here now. Go. Go. <laughs> yeah. You're here now. I don't care what happened before, but you're here now. Go. Yeah, and especially it, it especially definitely in a one started shot. up a lot faster, which was nice. Yeah, because yeah, you don't. It's role play is nice, and as a DM, you never want to like say like, "Hey, stop, stop having fun with each other." But it's just <laughs> yeah. like you've been spending thirty minutes on yeah, joking yeah, with yeah. the innkeeper, and along. I, <laughs> I need you to get over there. Yeah, like my 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 way of moving them along for the role play in the beginning was, you know, it's really hot out, guys. <laughs> you know, you just got to keep pestering people, be like, "You guys yeah. are uncomfortable now. You're hot. It, you don't see anything." Like gotta you know and 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 people do move it along um once we got into the dungeon portion uh it was really fun to create this because because of how dungeon-esque it was i got to throw in a lot of riddles i got to do a lot of different things a lot of puzzles everything was puzzles um and and that was a lot of fun to see everyone try and work things out now, the first puzzle to get into the actual dungeon, I had to push that along probably farther than I should have, but I also, for brevity's sake, you know, like, it's a one-shot. Yeah, with with a so. one-shot, you, you definitely kind of be like, okay, after after they obviously are not getting what they should look at here. We yeah. t- we'll add I, you guys more. understood what to look at very early on and what you were looking for early on, and then it was just like, all right, we petered out after, like, another five minutes. We have to, I <laughs> gotta give it more. Uh, like spoon feed them the clue a little bit. And then <laughs> yeah. we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's this. Oh yeah. So that worked out. Um, and then honestly, everyone was very good about my random excuse for splitting up, which actually it was honestly pretty well planned to split you up. Like that have to be, it has to be simultaneous. And everyone's like, well, how else are we going to do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. We, yeah, that's, that's the important thing to, for a one shot that has like a gimmick, I guess is yeah. Like players should just like kind of fall into it a little bit. Yeah. Because and like it was gimmicky us... and they could have done it differently, but like 
you know. Uh, well, none of us were like, why don't we just all go in one room? Like, yeah. you know, kind of stuff like that. Where it's just like, yeah, well, it was kind of designed to <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah, to split up. Understood. And we're like, message received. We're all going to go into different yeah. rooms. To and everyone to was, was good about that. So I'll talk a little bit about, I guess, the different scenarios we had people in because it's pretty fun and you only got to see one third of it so it'll be fun for Mm -hmm. you to hear i guess uh the first group was uh, a druid and a cleric who fell as soon as they pulled the handle they actually fell into a big cavern full of water uh and it was so funny some of the different scenarios because that couldn't have been more perfect for them it was a druid he instantly was like i'm gonna start walking on water now and i was like oh (laughs) that's man he made that easy uh they got attacked by water snakes uh which were kind of in the cavern as soon as they fell in uh that scenario couldn't have been any more perfect for them water snakes that was supposed to be a very tough enemy uh they have very high ac and they do they they have a very high percent chance to hit but then you know they're they have a very like light bite but if their poison gets to you, it does a lot of damage there. But mm-hmm. I think the times I hit them, they both saved on like the poison save, and like the, so then that just didn't do damage. Right, yeah. And they both cast three level spells. One was Moonbeam, which the snake had no defense against, and the other one was the Spirit Guardians, which the snakes had no defense against. Yeah, so then, then you're looking at your all me like <laughs> melee character, <laughs> melee snakes, just like. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's supposed to take them like ages to move across this water canyon. They just walked across. It took them like two rounds, and they were just like, <laughs> All right, right, I'm out. They killed like cool. the six snakes got? in like a second, and they just waltzed on out of there. I don't even think they, I think they took, like I said, like, I think two hits of damage. It was like nothing. It was like the biggest joke. Um, and, and again, they had the easiest time because after getting up to the top of the stairs, the uh, I gave every single group a choice, left or right, and that was going to depend on the next room you were put into. Everyone had two different rooms they could have uh, gone into. The one they ended up choosing ended up just being a room full of chests. And, <laughs> yeah, I gave them six keys. Well, I didn't give them six keys. There were six, like, floating fire lights in the middle of this tree, and every time they opened a chest, a fire would extinguish. The point of it is that when all six lights extinguished, some monster bursts out of the tree and they have to fight it. Mm-hmm. They decided to only open five. <laughs> so they kind of figured that part out, you know, like, all right, let's leave the last light floating. All right. <laughs> uh, good on them. I, hey, they didn't want to open a full six chests. They were like, we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So they opened five chests and moved on out of the room and we were done. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that couldn't have gone any better. And like, I don't think they got the greatest rewards from the chests they chose. I mean, there were a lot of chests in that room. I think three of them were mimics, so they could have gotten into a fight there with a mimic. Mm-hmm. They didn't open any mimic uh, chests. Yeah, they didn't find any. Mimic I would have opened like all of them. I would. <laughs> I would yeah, just. I mean, like, them. I know what's gonna. I just want to know what's gonna happen. I know something <laughs> yeah. bad is gonna happen, but I still want to. <laughs> but you still want to see? Yeah, yeah. No, they were just like, which is funny. That they did that, right? In the scenario where they hadn't taken any damage from the last fight. So they very well could have just easily fought this thing. Yeah. <laughs> they it wouldn't have been a problem. They did, yeah. So they moved on. Uh, the second grouping was your group, who took definitely the longest time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was two DMs we put in the same group. And, of course, they wanted to experience 
all that there was. Everything, yeah. <laughs> and the, their first room was one of the quickest to get through, and it still took them forever. Uh, they immediately fell into the trap of looking straight at the light. Oh, yeah. Had, <laughs> there was a light in it all. I was just like, yeah, look at the light. Why, why wouldn't them, you look at the light? Yeah, I put them in a dark room. They got, like, knocked out, and I put them in a really dark room. Or no, they didn't get knocked out. It just the lights turned out. Yeah, the lights, they, we fell in the room, the lights went down. The lights went dim. And there then, was a structure in the middle. Eric tried interacting with it, and they both just blindly stared right at it to see what would happen with it. It flashed, they got blinded, and the fight begins, which yeah. is this Nothic. It was a really cool fight. And again, yeah, it, w- it was really fun. But again, this is like very like DM of us, where we're like... This is obviously the thing that's going to trigger something. <laughs> I'm going like, to look at something. It's like, hey, like, but my character doesn't know that. He's just like a level five <laughs> ranger <laughs> with like eight intelligence. Yeah. I'm just going to look at the light. <laughs> Why wouldn't so I? You want to look at the light. So they did. Yeah. So their fight became a lot harder once they were blinded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were bl- we were both blinded immediately. Both blinded immediately for like, I think it was like two rounds it lasted. And, and they were getting beat. Up because they were blinded. Because you you ha- when you're blinded, I think like the creature has advantage on you, and then you yeah. have disadvantage then on you all disadvantage. your stuff. And yeah, so this thing was just ripping them to shreds. Uh, their blindness cleared, and they still were struggling a little bit with the fight, but eventually got over the hump. Well. Yeah, yeah, eventually got over the hump and defeated the Nothic, but definitely bloodied and beaten up. Uh, the second room they went into after left or right choice was uh, they ended up in what you got. You guys had like the potion making. Well, it was like a cauldron. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, whatever. We had to we had to solve a recipe, which like we solved it like yeah, pretty fast immediately. Yeah. So the yeah. whole point of the riddle of the what the correct items to put in was anything having to do with the head. Mm-hmm. So I had items lying around the room like head stones or a head of lettuce and like they immediately walked into the room and were interested in the head of lettuce and they were just yeah. like that's why is that there why is why, that on yeah. a table alone by itself <laughs> and, and also the the other um the other guy uh is a is a chef and like i also used to cook so <laughs> so we were both like this as kind of role kind of joking around like who put this this head of lettuce just, just like <laughs> sitting here that doesn't make any sense (laughs) they were fascinated by that uh now they interacted with legitimately every single thing in that room and that might have been one of the most densely packed rooms in the entire dungeon so for them to interact with every little piece of thing i threw in there and most of it was there just to try and throw you off to be like i'll throw this thing into the cauldron and then that would instantly summon a spirit who would attack you you Hmm. guys because you solved the riddle ended up throwing nothing into the cauldron that was incorrect. Therefore, no spirits were made. Which was good, because we got... Which was good, but you did interact with another trap in the back, which was a mimic. (laughs) Just a bunch of presents. So they did have another fight. Yeah, there was just a bunch of presents sitting there. Had nothing to do with anything, and they wanted to see what was in them. Well, it was a mimic. So they they fought the mimic. And with that room in particular, I bet it, it wasn't like annoying to you for us to be like, I opened this chest, then I opened this chest because that was that's kind of like the whole point that's of it. Kind of the point. But again, as as DM turned players, we're just like, give us a list of things you have in this room. Yeah, <laughs> Which I will is say generally pretty annoying. Yeah, one thing that I did not expect uh, anyone to do, and 
you were one of the only ones to do it, is I did have items lying around the rooms that were legitimately magical items. So mm. you actually picked the hat out of the cauldron that was sitting there, which yep. ended up being a hat of wizardry, which we, I think it gives you like a, can, a wizard cantrip. Any wizard yeah, cantrip. One, yeah, once per day you can cast a wizard cantrip that you don't know. So cool. Such a cool item. And you picked it out, uh, out like of the dungeon, which... You didn't, I don't think you ended up using it, but it could have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, but by, by the really time we cool got into a place that was using it, we were all we were in combat mode, and yeah, 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 yeah. We just, ah, there's some good combat wizard cantrips. Yeah, <laughs> though I think your your character, by the way, was like insanely overpowered compared to everyone else. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. like doing. I think everyone was doing an average of about thirteen to fourteen damage. Your character was easily double that. No joke. It was yeah. easily about 25, 26, 28 damage around. It was like an unbelievable difference. <laughs> yeah, but having... Um... The Barbarian was probably at like 17, 18 damage around. So it makes sense for mm -hmm. that character to be a little higher. But yeah, everyone else was around 13, 14 damage. And yours was 28. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Yeah, because I had like the, the extra D6 on both my attacks from a Hunter's Mark. Yeah. yeah, plus you had the two different attacks. Yeah, I think level five is a, uh, definitely one of those levels that's a clear advantage to any martial characters. Anyone doing damage with bigger weapons is, is just doing enormous amounts of damage more at fifth level, I found. Yeah, that, that and is, I that didn't is kind have of like any of my enemies switch. attacking twice, which probably in hindsight was a mistake, but it definitely made things a little quicker, which was nice. Yeah, it was getting pretty late at the end of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were pushing it. Uh, so that was their rooms, and then the last grouping, which it, it was pretty perfect for the last group, but they struggled mightily because it was they had like a really sneaky rogue. Well, this was this room was you know supposed to be a sneak room. There was a sleeping orc in the back, and I I gave him all sorts of goodies, like there were chests along the left and like levers to pull on the right. And, of course, these two people wanted to interact with everything. So as soon as they did, the orc woke up. Like, it, you know, the yeah. point of it was to try and be stealthy and just, Speak, just yeah. get get the keys off the orc and go th and push through. But they wanted to touch everything. Well, the... What was what was Pat's character? Warlock? I think it was a warlock. Warlock, I think, yeah. Yeah, he, he thought he'd be all clever and use, like, a suggestion spell or something on the orc. Of course, it went through. He made the orc go sit in a corner for a while. Until they started interacting with more stuff. <laughs> and then the orc yeah, instantly like, was like, no. <laughs> is it, yeah, as soon as, like, if he said, like, oh, go sit in the corner. As soon as he says the corner, the suggestion is. I don't know what the exact word is. Exactly, and that's what I did. I, I the, the orc went to the corner, he sat down, and he stayed there for a while. And, like, you know, he wasn't going to do anything. They, they, they continued moving around and looking at stuff. Until they started, like, pulling all the levers. And then I was like, alright, the orc is gonna get really pissed and start yeah. charging you again. And Pat was like, no! I was like, well, <laughs> you pissed him off. He's there defending this stuff. Uh, he ended up going down in this fight, because this orc raged and, like, just beat him down in, like, Yikes. two hits. It's all it took to, like, beat him down. Uh, they barely escaped that fight with their lives. Uh, a raging character is not fun for, like, two people that only have, like, <laughs> little yeah. stabby attacks and, and, a, and a warlock and can't do much in short range. Yeah. So they, I think they were two of the weakest characters, probably, that were 
unfortunately put into a room together and <laughs> didn't have much synergy and didn't have much they could do. Uh-huh. So they had a really tough time, but they did make it out alive. Uh, and then luckily their second room, which was a hilarious room. You're going to love this one. It was basically an anti-puzzle room. I had them put in a room and fires surrounding the room were starting to go out. They were starting to extinguish towards the door. There were four buttons in the middle of the room and I made it really intense. I started counting down the lights right, yeah. as they were going and they scrambled. They looked around the room. They were, they were rifling through everything. They hit the buttons and I said, okay, all the lights, uh, they, they, re- they reignite. They all reignite. And they were like, oh, thank God we've done it. And then I was like, all right, the lights start extinguishing. <laughs> and they're like, no! Ah, ah, ah. They hit every stupid button. And they did it like 16 times. Every time just reigniting the lights. And the solution was just <laughs> let it go. Just let it <laughs> go. <laughs> and every time they hit a certain button, a, a shade popped out and attacked them. So they had to do a fight in the mists of the lights extinguishing. Oh, <laughs> with the were, shade too? Yeah. yeah, the shade's fighting them and the lights are starting to extinguish. Actually, I didn't have them fight it. That's what I, I did. It, I, it just, I just had it appear, swipe them once, and disappear. So, oh, yeah. so I didn't have them, yeah, having to be in, in round combat. That's probably smart. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a, a quick swipe, but they were like, "I don't want to touch that one anymore." <laughs> but then they would touch another one, and I'd be like, "Oh my god! All right, the lights <laughs> reignite." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just- it was incredible. It's incredible. You just got to do it one time as a DM, everyone. Just, just, just to see what your characters do because yeah, it is really, hilarious. yeah, really uh, play upon the idea that's like, okay, this is the puzzle room. We need to solve this puzzle. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. You just walk through that door. <laughs> I kind, I kind of did they that. Couldn't walk through the door until all the lights extinguished, but that was the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did that one time. Not really, but I just there was like a riddle I gave you guys. It was in the Shiogorath Temple, and it was just, like, a stupidly hard riddle, but, like, the only... Oh, I like, remember that, and yeah, and it didn't matter the outcome. It, I remember that, yeah. Well, no, like, the it, it the outcome mattered, so, like, the, the, the solution of the riddle, like, you had to choose between three doors, and the killer right. was going to come out of one door, that definitely mattered, but, like, all you needed to do was, like, shave this guy's beard off, and he wasn't going to fight <laughs> you, <laughs> so I was just waiting for someone to be like... This motherfucker just sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we gonna... <laughs> did do, but he he died from our choice. He ended up dying, and then we just shaved it off his dead body. Yeah, eventually, I was like, "Yeah, we got we got to move this along." So the guy was just like, "I'm just gonna choose a choose a door." Myself. Yeah, we just chose a door, and it was wrong, which is hilarious because we had a two out of three shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but ended up getting the the wrong door out of the three, yeah. which was funny. Yeah, I remember that. So, uh, and then we had, of course, uh, I think everyone's favorite room collectively, which was I gave them a uh, a jail cell dungeon. They, they all recombined after this point. And then they had a choice of eight cells. There were just eight zany characters filling these cells individually. And I gave them two keys that will save two of the people from the cells. And I gave them two keys that will kill the people in the cells so they can save two people kill two people four people remain in the cells doing just staying uh in the cells and they got to talk to each one and decide who they were going to save and who they were going to i was betrayed yeah i was 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 betrayed hard an incredible moment of like 
the party deciding things and like you guys were interacting with each other, stealing keys from one another. Yeah, I stole a key <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> deciding who you were going to save and who were you going to kill. And honestly, they picked terribly. <laughs> yeah, our the the we the one person that helped us did like nothing. Yeah, they saved two people, one of which just immediately disappeared and didn't help at all. Yeah, that was the person. I So I stole a key, and I was just like, eh, all these guys are just like, they're talking too much about whatever. I'm just going to open up, like, who I, who I, <laughs> I, I was yeah. kind of being a dick, but, um, but whatever. Um, it was a one shot. And so, then the other one they saved ended up being, like, the weakest character ever yeah. to save. Like, just, I wanted to save the bard. Useless. You should have saved the bard. The bard was great. But no one wanted to save the bard because I started singing, so everyone immediately killed him. I know that that I'm glad that happened just out of the the uh, <laughs> the comedy part of it. I'm <laughs> just like fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, which which was funny because I set it up half knowing that people were going to kill him immediately because I was going to start singing with him, and I gave them an, an additional person to kill. <laughs> yeah. So they got to kill us. Like, I love that. I was like, that was a freebie. <laughs> yeah, and I, which I will say, they did do a good sh- job uh, killing people. All the all the kill shots that they chose ended up with like no effects, which I think mm-hmm. the three people you killed were like the three that weren't gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. Oh well, I, I should I should clarify actually because yes, they weren't gonna hurt harm you. No, none of the three you chose were gonna harm you. But there were active benefits to killing certain people. Um, ah. If you killed the one that you saved that was uh, really weak, you were all going to get plus one bonuses to all your weapons. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But of course, I knew that none of no one was going to kill her. So it was like, if they do it, man. But no way. No way. That wait, was, wait, like, wait, that was my called shot. Who was she? She was like a. She was the elven woman that was just like really nice and pure of heart. And of course, you had like a cleric with you that was like, "I'm in love with her. We're saving her." We're gonna. And save she's her. also an elf. Yeah, that's true. I was like, that doesn't sound like me. I would definitely be like, <laughs> I don't trust this person. Yeah, no. There was there was You're outwardly nothing nice to her, untrustworthy her. about her, and her intentions were totally honorable and pure. She just was so weak. Yeah, the first thing she said as she came out of the cell was, "I need a weapon. I don't know. I don't know how to fight." <laughs> and everyone was like, "This is fine." <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, oh, "This person's going to be cool," and then she disappeared. I was like, "She'll come back," and then she never. Did. Yeah, yeah, no, she she had her own intentions. Uh, so, but and she was only going to act on those. But yeah, you didn't save anyone that was going to actively uh, harm you guys, so that that went mm. well for you as well. I think one of the best to, <laughs> you had a good point during one of the parts where you said in that room, like, maybe we should just save the people that are like really honest, like the orc that was just, he told us he's going to smash stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, smashing sounds good to me. <laughs> and he honestly would have helped you a lot. I mean, he was just gonna smash stuff. He was going to go into that room and start smashing zombies. <laughs> yeah. He, he looked like a smasher. And since I was playing like a range character, that's why I was like, this guy's a frontline guy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, I did least. think it was funny. Pat's character had a good moment. Um, I guess he just always plays characters that love money and gold. And there was a dwarf at one point who just sort of half mentioned that he was in there for the treasure. 
and he was going to try and steal their treasure <laughs> when, when he was released. Yeah, so he, Pat ended up killing him with the, <laughs> the key, which was just fantastic. That's that was awesome. that was that was a great moment. Yeah, I was like, wow, that worked out. Um, all right, let's get into some items. Though. That was my one shot. Uh, then they had the final fight. It was so late in the night. It was like two in the morning by the time we wrapped this whole thing up. I yeah. just wanted to push through and finish it. The last fight was really cool. I think it went really well. I had a, a giant, giant, uh, like, crypt room. All the crypts in the room were zombies that were going to mm-hmm. pop out of the crypts during layer actions. Um, the, the, the lich, arch lich, had a bunch of casted spells that he was going to use. Uh, and he can teleport. The point of the teleport uh, that he could do was that I kind of locked him behind gates that you can't access. Oh, and so he was going to, like, had, yeah. trap people to go chase him and then run. Basically, exactly. It was like, he if you guys all ended up up there, he was going to be like, whoop, whoop, and then blink down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was going to be really hard to catch, but it kind of worked out that by the time people got all the way up there, there was only, like, one person up there. So he was like, all right, well fight him <laughs> right yeah 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 so it never got to that point where it was that I, useful. I, I was hoping it, it didn't didn't get there but uh i would what i was planning for was like everyone go up there and then i'll take like this horde of zombies because i wanted to horde. cast like spike growth around me right because, so he's with um with spike growth whenever they move towards you or move in there they take like 2d4 damage per five feet mm, and i was yeah. going to use my telekinetic shove to pull them through the spike growth mm. just to incur just to like you know trigger the damage and stuff i had like a right. bunch of i had a i had a, a lot of my spells were based on that, <laughs> that mechanism. <laughs> but you know just doing just doing a lot of damage with my longbow uh turned out to be pretty good yeah like i said you were definitely doing the most by a enormous enormous margin <laughs> it was kind of like okay eric's up well who's gonna die who's here gonna, like all right i'll kill this zombie and this one yeah. uh and no one went down in that fight which was uh a little disappointing to me but yeah. still fine yeah. there were six of it us would have made it a little more exciting yeah that's what i noticed too six people it, and not only was it six people their roles for initiative were insane. That could, so yeah. I, I had like three <laughs> out of, I had half the party go before my characters went. And I was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this turn order is nuts. Yeah, that's 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 one uh, good thing to bring up where if you're doing like a one shot with a lot of people or just have a lot of people in general, that's that's something to look at as far as like, you're not like you're just changing up how the initiative works where like maybe your monster isn't totally random on the initiative thing where like sometimes I'll be like, okay, the minimum this creature can roll is a 10 on initiative. Right. right so right, right. if I roll less than a 10, it's at 10 just because, you know, I mean, they didn't roll poorly. It's just, again, half the party like crit or some crap on their initiatives. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah, yeah everyone's it was like kind of wild. There's three people going before seventeen. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes with you guys, when so you're the the party in our main campaign is, oh, they're all level fourteen now. Yeah, so, so some of the fights are just like, what if I roll really low in initiative and they deal like two hundred <laughs> damage just before? <laughs> 
<laughs> before this guy gets to go, I'm like, maybe I'll add two more people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just, yeah, you need it, you need it. Yeah, yeah six pe- a six-person fight was tough to, to run. I tried to put as many zombies as I could. I probably could have brought out more at certain points, but it, it ended up being fine. It ended up being yeah. a good fight. It was definitely yeah. an enjoyable fight. All right. Let's talk about items. Items. Yeah. Um, items are something that I, in my one shot, I used a little differently because I said I didn't give them any initially and had them uh, handed throughout. You stole them from us. <clears throat> I stole all your items. But in in typical one shots, I would say, at least ones that you've done for us and, and other people I know, um, they allow people to be like, build your character and then choose any uncommon item and any rare item and you can have both of them you know which right. helps develop your character in ways that like you know you're trying for a one shot you're usually building a 5th 6th 10th level character and theoretically they've been through sort of a campaign and they've garnered some items because they're yeah. pretty important to the game yeah they're they're yeah they're really they're really important for like building building out the character um yeah, and with one shots especially, yeah, because it, you almost can like, like, it feels like you're getting like a whole extra feats worth of stuff if you're just like, okay, yeah. this is how I want my character to be. I want this guy to be like, you know, he it's he's an air Jadasi, like monk that is detached from the material plane. Like, okay, I'm gonna give him like the boots of levitation or something, or like boots of right. flying. Winged boots that way, mean. you don't need to take the levitation spell or whatever. You know, most yeah, don't really do that anyway. But you get what I mean. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. I, I'll even draw from my own experiences in my one campaign as the bard. Early on, you gave me uh, the pipes of haunting. I can't even mm-hmm. tell you how many times that was like a core part of my like move set. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, <laughs> okay, so, just action. how useful it was. Have this bubble where everybody's afraid of me. Bonus action. Do this other thing to help everyone yeah, out. That just like thing. set the stage for the entire Right. That, it was such a common move for me to use. And it was just so useful for so long. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a powerful spell. And, and I got to use it like every single time we were in a fight because it recharges every day. So it was just like, it's these items end up being such a core part of your kit that they, they can't go unnoticed. We should begin with talking about how to use items in 5e because it's not necessarily baked in Uh, for instance Mm -hmm. most items require an action yeah they're not do make a lot of uh like dm like yeah you can do a bonus action to sip a health potion kind of deal Mm -hmm. but i think baked into the 5e rules you're supposed to even use an action for that if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah using a potion is technically yeah yeah. i think we rule it a lot in our games that it's a bonus like yeah go ahead and sip a potion mostly because the the bonus action economy is so light in general that we're like yeah i you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just, just like you know. You're, it. it's, you're just yeah, fl- flicking it. And like, it doesn't make sense that you can like, oh, I'm gonna like draw my sword, but I can't like draw a potion. <laughs> right, and right. It's very drink similar, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but technically, and, and that's the whole reason. If you're like a true diehard five E follow the rules fan, there's a whole subclass in rogue that allows you to use items. In the, in a different way, in in the bonus action way, 
and and that's how the whole portable hole bag of holding meme was invented where they they can interact with those items in the same turn which is you know a big deal technically yeah (laughs) just create a rift into the astral sea (laughs) just casually it's fine yeah but that's only possible with like this certain subclass of rogue but of course the way we play that subclass of rogue basically loses that <laughs> as a benefit so we're, yeah it's like yeah, we would be like yeah. just choose something else <laughs> there's a lot more uh, roads re- so just choose yeah. one. i think it's like the is that the thief maybe it was it's like one of those it's just got like this uh, random like role-playing sense. stuff yeah i think it's the thief uh but yeah that, just to, just to bring that point up of that like using yeah, items they, and like everything else is up to the imagination really for items right like we're talking about anything from rope to to you know it, there's not a rules text on rope what it can and can't do <laughs> yeah that is true yeah it's not like there's a list of actions you can take with a rope and then oh well it at this you can do it as a bonus action tying a knot <laughs> a simple knot is a bonus action complex knot that's it takes a full <laughs> right action. right yeah that's there's none of that right if it's you'd like, like to use 25 feet of rope you can do that as <laughs> at, at disadvantage at disadvantage <laughs> yeah you have a we plus need, two and using only we two. need the unearthed arcana rope module <laughs> <laughs> it's just it spells out and it's like you can't do anything else with a rope for every feet foot of rope yeah it takes an additional already. one second and it takes with one foot of rope you can use these actions with two feet yeah. now you can access these rogues can options. use an additional five feet of rope uh per plus two on their dexterity i think we modifier. should write the book on rope yeah just like a full hundred page <laughs> <laughs> rules compendium for the assholes <laughs> Uh, and then uh, yeah. so, something else I was surprised with is in the player's handbook in general, there's very little mentioning of items in general. There is a section called adventuring gear, which is basically all they have of items, which it's just detailing very few items that you mostly just see in like the starter packs that you're given as characters. Yeah. Like That's short sword, it. leather armor. Yeah, it, it talks about equipment as well, but there's things like uh, it talks about abacuses, bedrolls, blankets, bells, books, candles, hammers, uh, ladders. All the stuff that rope. you always forget are in Dungeoneers packs. Yes. That stuff's in there. <laughs> Do I have there. candles? I don't know. Yeah, Do yeah. You? Torches. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's all they mention in the entire player's handbook. Where we're mostly focused, though, is into the Dungeon Master's Handbook, which, if you're playing the base game, you need those two things. You can't just have player handbooks uh, to run an actual campaign. You're going to need the Dungeon Master's Guide, for sure. Like, you just need it. Yeah, it's so it's so nice just to have the book that has, like, again, like, all these items. Like, obviously, you can look online and stuff. There is, like, a, a lot of good advice so this this would be the book that you I would very much suggest like ask around your friends and borrow it for a little while mm-hmm. and then after after, after you've been doing it. this for a couple <laughs> six months then you're like okay I'm I have a good you probably won't about. use it anymore yeah that's true and you'll find other resources 
Yeah, to my surprise, too, this episode I wanted to focus on common and uncommon items. Just kind of the 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 most utilized, the most you'll see in most campaigns, just to try and cover our bases and not get too right. lost in the sauce of all these crazy items that do this ridiculous thing at level 20. Yeah. I don't really care about that right now. Obviously was, the legendary, you know... Yeah. You know, Campaign-specific one, right? The trident exactly. of Zeus. And you're like, that, dude, that's not in my campaign. That's just... <laughs> the robe of the Archmagi. Yeah, every every wizard would love that. <laughs> but you're not going to see it in 99% of campaigns. that have <laughs> Right. Uh, I was surprised, though, to find that under common listed items in the Dungeons Master's Guide, there's three things. <laughs> potion of climbing, potion of healing, and spell scrolls, which just kind of covers the gambit of, like, any spell scrolls, which mm-hmm. I, which is kind of funny because spell scrolls, like we mentioned with a lot of different items, kind of just ranges anyway. By common, we mean, like, cantrips and first level spells. But beyond right. that, they'd be more uncommon and... You know, once you're into the fifth, sixth levels, you're into rare, very rare territory. Yeah, so it's just like, ooh, here's a spell scroll of Dust of Wind. Light. And you're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I would feel like light would be a common one, you know? Like a, light, yeah. a way to light yeah, light something up. So I guess we're mostly going to be talking about uncommon items. And that doesn't sound very exciting, but there's a lot to unpack, even in uncommon items. Oh, yeah. These get, these get juicy. Yeah, they there are get tons kind of, of insane. That even now at level fourteen, I'm like, they're awesome for like they're not going to break the game. But you're just like, hey, you know, here you go. Here's you yeah. know a deck of illusions. Yeah. Here you go. Have fun with that. That was a good starter one. So, I, and one last thing I want to mention before we get into all the specific ones is some items require attunement, and this is vital. This is a uh, Basically, when we say, like, it fundamentally changes your character, it bakes it into a kit, it's probably because it requires attunement. <laughs> yeah. These yeah, things that's... are so strong that they're they're essentially adding a subclass to your character kind of deal. Or a feat. Mm-hmm. Like, you were mentioning a feat and adding Feats, a feat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're only allowed to attune to three things. Yeah. Then, yeah, getting your attunement slots, those those are always the big... The, uh, Those are like big character the, bonuses. The big things. In yeah. uh, later levels, then you start getting to like, okay, I have like six items that require attunement. Oh, are we going into a cold environment? I'll put on my like cloak one, of cold yeah. resistance. I'll do this and unattune from my ring of fire resistance and stuff like yeah. that. But, With that uh, said, it almost like, to me, values the, the items that don't require attunement more. <laughs> because... If they don't right. require attunement, it's just like adding things to your kit that you don't even have to worry about. It's just adding. Yeah, and don't worry about finding the logic between attuned and unattuned because you're yeah, not really going to find it. it's pretty surprising. <laughs> yeah, because usually, like, okay, obviously, scroll spell scrolls and potions, not attuned. It'd be weird if you needed to attune to it for an hour before taking the potion. And it's like, okay, I get that my cool magic sword needs to be attuned. Understand that. But, you know, there's there are some things like the pipe of the sewers is requires <laughs> attunement, but the pipes of haunting does not. So yeah, it's like, one. okay, they're both pipes. They both like theoretically do similar things because like from a, like a mechanics perspective, but right. like one doesn't require attunement, one does. Um, it's kind of like concentration. That's definitely a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes 
at least according to D&D 5e wiki dot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just uh, kind of... That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. You are correct. Yeah, so let's let's start going through some of those different... I think we should start with the almighty Bag of Holding, though. Yes, this This is, is one that I think is just like every campaign is going to have one of these. Mostly because it, it just alleviates so many pressures of like... All the nonsense things. you don't want to worry all about. The, yeah, all the things you don't, you know, like, how much weight are you carrying right now? I don't care. I don't Where are you keeping care. your, you like, you know, you have your cool new sword. You also have a great axe that <laughs> yeah. you were just Where using. And you have, like, another great sword that you Think had in the bag. Of every role-playing video game you've ever played. Do you think this character this is... can really carry 400 pounds of junk around with him? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, this this is the RPG backpack. <laughs> it's always funny that. to me too when, like, uh, I think it was, it's one of the Elder Scrolls games started putting a weight to like gold in your pocket. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, that's an optional rule in D anD D too. Yeah, yeah, and then I had to like, I had to like go find like a chest and dump all my gold into it because it was so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, it. Unless unless it's like a one shot or like we're going full tilt gritty realism, anybody who uses a comfort ruler are are Oh I, I missed the funniest part of that, that whole thing too, is the gold became so heavy that even completely naked with nothing, I couldn't carry the amount of gold. It was over encumbered <laughs> me. Although so you if don't I even, ever can't even carry a took bag. out the gold and, and with that game, I think it was uh, the original, I think it was Marwin. With that game, you couldn't separate out how much gold you wanted to receive. So you would just grab all of it and immediately be over-encumbered and you can't move. (laughs) I just couldn't use the gold. (laughs) You just have, like, you're just staring at this, like, you know, Minecraft-sized block of gold. And you're just like, I can never touch you again. (laughs) You know, that's actually a good balancing mechanic because now, like, it now people can't just walk around with like ungodly amounts. Was there anything that required more gold than you can carry? So it's just like, there's Ooh, an item. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I don't think so. Not like, yeah. It reminds me of like the, the poke, the early Pokemon games with the bicycle. Mm-hmm. They charge you like a million pounds for a bicycle in the beginning. Which was, of course you just get a pass and get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always wondered like, what if I had the, what if I, the million is, pounds? Is that in the game where I could buy it? Yeah, which I think it's not. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bag of Holding, this is kind of like, almost like a milestone in every game, where you find your yeah, Bag yeah, of you Holding, like, at level, I feel like, like by level three, yeah, I was going to say, by level three, I think, I, because by levels one and two, and even three, you don't have enough stuff yet that it matters yet. Yeah, and, and all the stuff, level three. you feel okay about throwing away, because it's like, yeah. okay, I got a plus one short sword. Like, I don't need this common short sword yeah, anymore. I'll, like, I'll I don't need to hold on to or it. Or I'll, I'll just drop it. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'll just <laughs> Then I'm not even going to buy it. I don't care. I'll throw it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the rite of passage. You can also sub in portable hole. It kind of does the same, similar thing. It's just like a repository, magical repository of stuff that <laughs> doesn't weigh anything. Yep. Uh, but please vein. don't <laughs> if, be aware. There are specific rules as written about putting a portable hole in a bag of holding. Yeah, They're just Look don't up. just be aware of that. If you're like, oh yeah, I'll give them one of both. I don't they think will you've ever given us a portable hole in. There, the then it's because I've given you a bag of holding. 
<laughs> fair it enough. Is, fair enough. It is very specific. Horrible Hole would be fun to use, but yeah, it's fair enough. Um, I can't. I, I want to go over some that. of the, some of the more important ones. Like I think Boots of Elven Kind is an interesting one because I think it comes up in a lot of campaigns. Uh, one reason being that there's always that per like every party tries to sneak around, and there's always that one guy that's in heavy armor and he can't sneak around. Yeah, just like buddy. You, we might so, need to leave you behind on this one. Yeah, so he like kind of always ends up with the boots of Evan Kind, which honestly all it does is that when you're wearing the boots, and it does not require attunement, they just slip on these boots and they have advantage on stealth checks, which just instead it just evens it out. <laughs> right. Advantage plus disadvantage in this in five E version just negates and makes it even an even roll. So kind of makes it a little bit necessary to just kind of have these. Yeah, and like. And also it's great for like a rogue character Rogues, too, who wants yeah. to be a sneaky guy. They want to find these as well. And it's an easy item to throw in your early game shops. Yep, yeah. And someone's going to want. Yeah, exactly. And some someone's going to be able to use this. Like you said, stealth checks are, after like perception checks, probably the most used checks. Might be contested that, or, like deception. Or yeah, insight, investigations, insight. some of those are, are Tier two. a lot in roleplay. Yeah. Uh, um, on but the yeah. other hand, you have the Cloak of Elvenkind, and this one does require attunement. Yeah, this this is the kind of thing. It does essentially the same thing. Yeah, essentially the same thing, though it does add the benefit of that perception checks made to see you have disadvantage, which is not necessarily what the boots do. But you, yeah, you also have advantage on stealth checks, which is the same thing, yeah. As the yeah, so like it, it is better because theoretically, if you're stealthing against an active perception check, they would have disadvantage, and you would have advantage. Advantage, yeah. But like, it's like better for the scenario where you're the rogue solo sneaking somewhere, because yeah, exactly, because it's not a group check. Yeah, Um, and also like. Almost all the time, uh, especially if there's a rogue who's always sneaking around or sneaking is uh, a a, um, a popular feature of the campaign, it's almost always against like passive perception. Just because it's, as a DM, you've got to roll enough dice as it is. So if somebody rolls a 20 on their stealth check, you'd be like, you're good. Uh, it's not <laughs> always a, like, oh, let me roll a perception check for each of these 11 guards that are walking around. So it's not necessarily going to come up, that second ability. Yeah, and it's a weird one to be attuned to, because it feels like something that, again, we just went over how you have the boots that don't require it. So you can gain kind of the same benefits for something that doesn't require it. You're going to not want right. this attuned to. Uh, we should explain attuned real quick, too. Uh, because there's oh, yes. pretty yeah, intense yeah, yeah. requirements surrounding attunement. We mentioned already you only have the three slots. But there's also the time requirement to gain attunement mm -hmm. to this item. You don't yeah, like, so pick up the cloak and immediately gain the effects. Right, yeah. So you have to spend essentially a short rest or one hour attuning to this thing. Um, and also when you attune to it, you know um, like the obvious magical effects. So if you like, oh, a sword seems magical. There's some elven runes etched in the blades and it gives off this... Uh, this like light blue sheen as you mm. take it out of its sheath. Um, but you don't know what it does because you don't have a wizard with an identify spell or something. Right. 
you have to attune to it to be like, oh, it's a plus one uh, longsword. Um, or it does like, you know, it casts the light cantrip. Um, so when you tune to it, you know certain things about it. You don't usually don't know if something's cursed or there could be some things that like specifically say you don't know this when it's tuned or whatever, but that's that's usually how, how you actually figured out everything it does. Right. So that that attunement requirement, I wanted to bring that point up too to go back to the Cloak of Elvenkind, for instance. It's really hard to put yourself in the scenario like, ah, in an hour I'll sneak into that place and then yeah. I'll be <laughs> to be like, yeah, you, yeah, well, let me it, just grab my cloak and hold on, give me an hour, guys, and then I'll be right. sneaky. It's like, no, go now, go sneak. <laughs> it looks like he like, oh, the 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 Baron's entering his manor. You should go in there, like. <laughs> That's true. I'm not, you, like, I'm not I gotta, sneaky yet, though, so give me a moment. <laughs> I have to put on my cloak. <laughs> Puts on cloak like, okay, you're going to go. Like, All right. You got not yet. No. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, uh, so how you guys do. <laughs> it's only been six minutes. Sorry. 54 yeah. more minutes. Then I'll be able to sneak in. And he left the banner. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy with the boots is like, I'm already back. <laughs> yeah. He killed so, him. Result uh, yeah. the case. That's just giving you the, you know, the attunement is legitimately a downside. I mean, that that's that's all I'm saying about that. Yep. Uh, all right. What other items you want to go over here? Let's go over the deck of illusions that you had mentioned because this is a common one and this is a fun one. This is yeah, deck of illusions is so fun. Um, now this so one basically you're given a deck of cards. Not in the D and D version. There's not a full deck. It's not a full deck. Yeah, it's always not a full deck. <laughs> it's always not a full deck. And basically, you can draw a card, and there'll be a picture inscribed on the card, and you can throw it, and then an illusion will appear where you throw the deck, where you throw the card, and it's a random illusion, which is which yeah. makes it fun. And there's some really cool things that can pop out of yeah. it. There could be like. There's a druid that pops up. There's an illusion of yourself, but there's also a frost giant. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's dragons in here. Like, there's yeah. some really cool stuff. There's like a, a band of bandits. Yeah, there's some really, really cool things that can pop out of this thing. And and it's actually a decent kind of spell because someone has to use get a DC intelligence uh, investigation check to, you know, see through this illusion. Yep, a 15. That, that's another good point for uh, magic items. This is also something that's kind of inconsistent. Some magic items will, if they cast a spell or produce mm. an effect like this, they might have their own um, spell save DC. So this right. one is a 15 investigation check to pass. Some will just use um, the, the players. The, okay. the ones that use that the players tend to be ones that cast spells. So to be like, you gain the ability to cast the fireball spell and it might use your own. It might not. I think, I think also it might have to do, which we'll have to definitely check out further to see if this is true or not. I think the ones that use your own are probably the ones that are attuned while the ones that are kind of solo and don't require attunement kind of have their own, which are generally a weaker DC. Sense. But yeah, yeah, we'll see if that holds up. But I think that, right. you know, because uh, you said that and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, for instance, let's go to the Pipes of Haunting and explain kind of them because uh, we've danced mm -hmm. around it a lot. Uh, these are like pipes that have three different charges. It's a basically a spell that every creature within 30 feet of you has to make a DC 15 wisdom save. So it gives you that save right there. It's DC 15. 
which early on in the levels, DC 15 is like an insane save. It's, yeah, it's gonna, really high. It's gonna work. <laughs> it's really high. So get this really early. You can almost guarantee something's gonna become frightened to you. And frightened is a really good condition for oh, things yeah. to be on you, <laughs> around you. Um, and you can like choose any creatures in that area because it does say every creature within 30 feet of you. But any creatures in the area that are not hostile to you, you can say they save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're so you, we're good. We're good. You don't have to make your friends. Afraid. I love when those items that give you like all that, like, dude, don't worry about. It. Like, it works the way don't you want these it. things yeah. to work. Yeah, not like a full subclass feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, for instance, that one does not require attunement, and that one we do see provides its own DC save. Now, I think when you just said like the pipes of uh, sewers. I don't think that one does either because it's just like it's just it like sucks. an animate. It's just like a gather a swarm. I don't think there would be a save on that. Uh, you can expand, call forth a swarm of rats or something like that, depending on the flavor. Oh, see, uh, no, this is it does this example does work because. You make a charisma check, which is your own charisma check, against the Swarm's Wisdom check. Hmm. So, there you go. The, we just, you know, maybe cracked the code. The, it requires it. attunement, and it uses your DC. I mean, it's not a DC save, necessarily. It's a charisma but check. But use that you're your rolling. core abilities. But yeah, right, right, right. It's not, like, necessarily a, a save uh, or anything. We'll have to... There's got to be another example of it somewhere. But so there's not much. The, the Wand of Web um, has does that a require attunement? The Wand of Web? Yeah, it, that one does require attunement. Okay, most wands I, would, I thought didn't require attunement, but that one does. And that one has its own? Yeah, has a spell. Is that because cool. the web spell has its own, or is that because... Uh, no, the web spell is just a strength save. Okay, against your spell, DC, but yeah, but mm -hmm. even though it requires a human, right. I think See, just most items kind of have their own. That makes, yeah, the way you described it, way too much made sense. sense. Yeah, for, right, for D &D. it definitely did. You're right, I make way too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> um... I th yeah, so we've kind of described, like, yeah, so these uncommon magic items, they're not all, like, combat-focused. Like, we were talking about the Bag of Holding. Um, no, and some of the more powerful ones. Now, th I'm surprised that this is part of an uncommon item, but the Headband of Intellect. Yes, and the Gauntlets of Ogre Power fall into this category, too. Okay, and, 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 and that. They require attunement, and for very good reason. Yeah, because they, they're kind of busted. They're kind of insane. They set one of your core stats to nineteen. Yeah, so that's a plus four. So it doesn't that's it doesn't matter four. if you have a twenty or if you have a six. It becomes nineteen now. It becomes nineteen. But just think about this: like legendary or like you know super high level great sword plus three is kind of the highest it goes. To, for like you know, as far as ability scores and right. stuff, you can be you can have on the standard array set your intelligence to eight. That's a minus one, and now it's a plus four. So you just got plus five essentially constantly to your intelligence. Unbelievable! Yeah, this is this is insane. So yeah. intellect maybe isn't. 
the biggest one, but it's pretty dang good. Yeah, this is um, the, yeah, the headband isn't as prevalent. There's a couple times where it's like super super good. I think it's those classes that also cast spells. So like Eldritch Knight, um, Ar- Arcane ah. Trickster. Because those ones, you're like, I don't, I, I want to make my intelligence somewhat good, but it's like, it's like a 12 or something. And I really yeah, want my decks and constitution. There's certain classes to be good. for sure that we had mentioned are like total attribute, like whores, hogs. Mm-hmm. We're like, God, I need my decks to be high. I need my cons to be high. I need my wisdom to be high. I need, yeah. And <laughs> I this need my is charisma just like, to be high. And you're oh, like, now I have a plus four. It's my highest <laughs> stat at level three. And I imagine they have an item for all five of the stats, right? Uh, no, they don't. I think it's only in the core one. I think it's only Gauntlets of Ogre Power, Headband of Intellect, our Intelligence and Strength. And Amulet then of Parapet. Health is Con. Amulet of Health is Con. That's all they have? They don't have a Charisma? I'm surprised it, they didn't have a Charisma. In the core ones, I think those are the only three. I remember looking this up. Um, Wouldn't be the hardest thing to, to, you know. Yeah, you just, yeah. <laughs> like, these items obviously exist. So, like, yeah. it's not the hardest thing. Yeah, it's like, not to be it's like... An, it's a change. headband of Head- charisma. <laughs> exactly. Especially if it's, it's called headband of intellect. It's like yeah, headband right. of charisma. Now. <laughs> um, these are also... Very popular items for one shot making. Because like Absolutely. how I do it with magic items. I'm just like I w- I don't want to filter through all this stuff. Just pick a rare, uncommon, and whatever. So like if your players are being cheeky, which I I am I'm in support of. Although you might want to talk about it. Like they'll put like <laughs> intel. They're like a wizard or something. They'll put intelligence at eight in the common rate, and then just get the headband of intellect to make yeah, it <laughs> So they just have like good stats for everything. Easy mode. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, um, we've all done it. And I did it in uh, in one of my one shots. I did the Amulet of Health. Yeah, in our evil on, henchman campaign. In the evil henchman one. That's correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I grabbed the and it's of, fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, obviously, in a normal campaign, they're not going to purposely make their most one of their most important stats eight, and just hope <laughs> they find the amulet of hell. Yeah. Um, but uh, usually, that doesn't really matter so much. But yeah, these um these are also really good if someone wants to multi class, like if um there's not like a whole bunch of real reasons why you'd multi-class but like maybe you're a druid and suddenly kind of wants to mm. have a high strength so you could like tank stuff or yeah because if, like, if, if you if you weren't aware uh, multi-classing into certain classes sometimes requires you to have a certain stat at 13 right yeah as an attribute score it requires that to multi-class into it and honestly, if you had less than that, it'd be like inadvisable to multi-class into that said class anyway, because it, you know. Yeah. I want to be a barbarian, but my strength is two. And you're like, uh, <laughs> what is that going to do for Why you? Why are you doing that? Yeah, it's like, like I want the rage. <laughs> Just like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so. That requires strength for everything? Right, exactly. Yeah, so there. <laughs> this is, it's popular for, for that kind of stuff. So if you want to dip into something, it's like, ooh, I want to be whatever pick, pick your strength or intelligence pace there's not too many intelligence based classes that you want to dip into to be perfectly honest 
<laughs> and no one is like, I'm going to do a level two dip into uh, wizard. No, that's a yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes they do it, but other than maybe they like want a specific because uh, when, when do you get your wizard uh, subclass? Is that a two? I think it's level two. Yeah, because there, I think there is a wizard subclass where, like, at level two, you get like, I think it's like three additional cantrips. So I think people do it to like literally have like an enormous of list of cantrips. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that that that's true. And also, what? yeah, there, there's there's so many different variations. You know, like be, being a barbarian with two levels into wizard for a a freaking huge Chronal list of shift cantrips. On, be... and chronology mage is pretty good. I'm just looking at stuff. Yeah, blade song. Yeah, they could do that nice. too. Yeah, blade song would be like a good one. A monk or something, I guess. <laughs> Monks are so overpowered anyway. Yo, oh, man. You don't have to tell me twice. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the monk episode. Uh, I, I was trashing him the whole time. Hashtag not monks really, are fine. Really. That's yeah. my. No, there was like, I think there was like two that I liked. Mercy I liked, and that, was that one was cool. cool. But it was like, to me, I was like, that's the only good one. <laughs> um, yeah, so there, those are, I think. I mean, they're obviously the most powerful magic items because they just break the whole ability score thing where it's just like, you have to be smart. Uh, I did give your party, the the main party, a headband of intellect for it, but you it, know, it is still no with one, one of the characters that left. <laughs> it's still with him and he is still he is still intelligent. It is kind of funny because none of the characters were intelligence based and that continues to be true. No that one is smart in the uh, in our party, and we figured that out when the mind flayers showed up. Yeah, <laughs> when we had intelligence checks to handle, you're just like, damn, oh, man, could we have used a bard that had a headband of intellect at that moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put in the helm of comprehending languages as like a fun one that maybe shows up in certain campaigns when you realize yeah. your group can only read common and you need to like add flavor to the campaign, but also don't have a warlock that can like switch into <laughs> reading right. all languages, you know? Yeah. So and that, this is, like, it's like, it doesn't flavor. require attunement. You cast a spell at will. Which can add like, a lot of flavor to your campaign. Like when we exactly. need things to talk different languages for it to make sense, you know, like, yeah, and th- this is one of those classic ones that it's it's like fine at any level. You can throw this. At yeah, yeah, shoot at later levels. This is still a cool level item. Ten like, item oh, to be dang, like, that's awesome! I can and you get a cool level comprehend language. Everyone will be like, "Oh, cool! I want that." Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun one for like that linguist guy to like just throw it into his character. You know, kind right, of deal. Yeah, like, yeah. He just kind of had it with him, and that allowed him to. You know, that'd be that'd be an item I'd be fine enough being like, yeah, that's fine if that's in your backstory. That's cool. That's that's interesting. Yeah. And like that way, like that person. And also uncommon items are kind of, yeah, this is kind of a good point to bring this up where like if a player like really wants something that fits their story to be like and they kind of pull you aside, be like, hey, I know we haven't come across this yet, but. It'd be really nice if I didn't always have to prepare comprehend languages for like my character to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Especially can I... if like in my mind, I'm thinking like it's a guy who like threw enough things at it, you know, like picked the race that learns like three more languages, did this uh, th- this background that learns another three language. Like he threw enough at it that I'm like, 
yeah, just have all of Here them. Here you go. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It, like your whole thing is like, I have studied blah, blah, blah. And you put the work in. You're not just like, oh, I'm yeah, also a street yeah. urchin. So I could get advantage yeah. on. For instance, they didn't do the set my con to two, but then take the amulet of health deal. Exactly. They, they, yeah. they threw resources into like knowing languages. I'd just be like, yeah, just mm-hmm. dude, have this and have them all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just exactly. so you're not yeah. like. You didn't spend your half your class doing it, and I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, they speak elemental. Ooh, ooh. You only speak primordial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you you they, you speak elvish, but not Sylvan. Uh, shoot, like, sorry, really? buddy. <laughs> and then the the warlock sitting next to him is just like, I read everything. And you're like, God, I damn. can read anything I want. Have them write it down. I could read it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was a worthy one bringing up. Um, and then I wanted to talk about wands. Because I was surprised when you mentioned the Wand of Web, and that one actually did require them. A lot of the wands don't require them. And some pretty powerful ones. For instance, there is a Wand of Magic Missiles. Yeah, uh, magic like... missiles is a really useful spell. Uh, it's one of the only spells in the game that can't miss. Yep, that's why it's so famous. And uh, having a ma- wand of magic missiles allows you to just cast magic missiles <laughs> on and command also, any class. This this weapon in particular, it allows you to do something that most don't. Because so a common theme in weapons. Is if you can cast a spell or activate something, there's gonna there's some most of the time like a limit, and it uses this resource called charges. Charges, yeah. there's really no in-game explanation between like what these charges are, but it's just like you only get X number of uses. And usually it's just like it's just a limit. So if you there's 20 rounds of combat, you can't use them for all 20 rounds or whatever. Right. This one has seven charges, and you're like, okay, I can cast magic missile seven times in one turn. But uh, but no, you can, you can actually the increase the spell level of magic missile yeah. per charge. Pretty insane. Um, so you can cast a level what what is the max level six magic missile? By yeah, you can cast a level charge. seven, but of course, no. Is it a six? Because I think you have to. Oh, you, you spend one charge to cast at a level one. At level one, yeah. So you can then you, you can spend seven, but there's a level, danger yeah, so with using up all of the, yeah. the charges. So if you use all the you charges... All, you have to roll a d20, and if it's a crit fail, the wand just is destroyed. Yeah. Fuck it. At level, like, two or three That's when true. you get this yeah, thing, you, <laughs> you cast a level, yeah, seven, level seven spell. Um, yeah, that's insane. Which is, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of wild when you think about it. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Now, of course, it will take a while to charge the thing back up. It only yes. charges 1d6 plus 1 at every day. Like, mm-hmm. a single time in a day. So, if you're playing campaign-wise, generally each session is a day. It might take you several sessions to get this thing back up. Yeah, charge. you can get unlucky and, like, roll a 1 and be like, okay, two yeah. charges. And you're like, ah, I really want to use these charges, though. Yeah. Um, Which you can. Yeah, go ahead and use it. <laughs> if they um, really want to use it, you have only two charges, but you can use it. Yeah, Magic Missile two. is pretty bonkers as it is, and it is kind of wild that it's... Like, again, like, why does Wand of Web, which casts 
spell that's all that does something and that's attunement but wand of wet or wand of magic missiles isn't i could not tell you because i don't yeah. know i don't know why that is but that's the way it is and that's why it's so powerful i mean that's that's why i wanted to yep. call that one out um yeah there's also the one of magic detection is really useful. Detect magic is a spell that you feel bad trying to prepare every day, but it's pretty useful knowing when things... Oh, and a lot of times people bake that one into ritual casting, you know, kind of deal. Like, we want to mm-hmm. know when magic is done. It's just so useful to have around. So it's nice to have this thing as a wand to be like, you have enough charges of it. You have three charges of it. And this one won't explode if you use all three, so you don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it, yeah, this is this is a, a really good one if there's no one would detect magic in the party. Just to like, just give yeah. it to them early, it and then someone can just be like, yeah. throw ah, it in the shop. People are going to want it, especially after they've dealt with some magic stuff before. Someone's going to want this thing, and it's gonna it's gonna come up all the time. Detect magic always does. And as a DM, you want this ability in your party because it it comes to a whole lot of uh, or it creates a whole lot of cool moments where someone's just like wait before we touch this door i'm gonna cast detect magic and it's like yeah you find the the magic trap at the door or it's magically locked or something and (laughs) it feels cool as a player yeah definitely want this kind of effect what else do we got um where's Uncommon um, is also the rarity of like plus one effects. Okay, good. Like, good point to note. Plus one weapons, um, which add plus one to attack and damage. Also, in terms of ma- magical, um, there's a couple things like Rod of the Pack Keeper adds. I think plus one to spell save DC. Um, yep, saving throws for warlocks in particular. So it's attuned but only by warlocks, which is the big thing. Curious how you feel about this, this item. Cause I, I just think it sounds so cool. Uh, it's a monk kind of thing to do is the gloves of missile snaring. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know that this ever comes up. <laughs> so it's only when a ranged weapon attack. So think arrows coming at your face. That's about it because it doesn't count fireballs coming at your face doesn't cast even fire bolts coming at your face yeah it is kind of um and it uses your reaction it it is cool uh this is very this very much falls in line of like this would be way better if there was no attunement necessary for it right this is an attunement thing required yeah and and like like i said it's a monk thing i think it's baked into the monk class yeah yeah it's baked into the monk class and, and I think is, even that I haven't seen a monk use this. <laughs> so like that's how I know that this it, thing doesn't do much. It does it does come up. Um the monk one comes up a lot more because one if you're a good DM, <laughs> you do stuff purposefully so your characters can use cool abilities. Um <laughs> right. and and also like the monk is adds your the monk level to it. Where this is just a D10 plus Dex. Plus Dex, yeah. Um, you, you need to have a free hand too. So if someone's like dual wielding, it's cool. It, it I, I would definitely remove the attunement requirement because it doesn't come up nearly enough where it justifies an attunement slot. 
where you could be like, do I do have this gloves and missile slaring or missile uh, snaring or make my strength a 19? Like feels like that's a pretty obvious choice here. Right. Uh, and this is something where it does. Yeah. It's not going to break the game if, if you just let them have it. Right. And let's, let's, Let's bring up, here's another one of the most overpowered, uncommon ones of all time. The Broom of Flying? Yeah, I don't know why this is uncommon. Me neither. And and also, like, it just seems boundless, this thing. Like, it's better in every way than the Winged Boots, which requires your attunement. Because this Broom of Flying has a faster flying speed. Yeah. <laughs> it has a... It, so a wooden broom weighs three pounds. It functions like a mundane broom. The, that the is, broom allows to me, you to carry multiple people. Whereas oh, wait, the hold on. Boots... I, I don't want to uh, joke or uh, pun intended brush over the fact that it specifically <laughs> says it functions like a mundane broom. Yeah. If it didn't say that, who knows if it actually <laughs> brushes dirt away from it? Like, oh, I'm just going to use you my broom of flying. Does it say that? Does it say you could use the broom as a mundane broom? I don't think so. Your room's dirty. Your room's dusty. Yeah. Um, no, but this thing, this thing kind of doesn't make sense. Like it just gives you a fifty-foot flying it. speed. It's Unattuned. Nothing's no required of it. You don't have to concentrate on it. You don't have to use an action for it. What yep. is going on with this thing? And it gives you just a normal thirty feet, thirty foot flying speed when carrying another person. It this is this is kind of nuts. Like. Your speed normally is like 30 feet, 35 feet, depending on your race. And this is just like, now it's 50. And and there's no limit. There's no charges. There's not, this thing yep. can fly forever. It's not like, oh, it only works for four hours of time, like the boots. Yeah, have, what the uh, hell? So let's yeah. compare this winged to boots. the winged boots, which I keep mentioning, because it's it's similar. It gives you a flying speed. Your flying speed's only equal to your walking speed, so definitely not 50. Uh, it's probably going to be 30, most likely. And it ha- instantly has a limit of up to four hours, which is still plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, combat's going to last minutes, right? So, like, you're flying in combat then. That's fine. And after it expires its four hours of flying, uh, it will regain two hours of flying capability for every four, uh, 12 hours. So, like, every day... You know, regains its flying ability back. In other words, right? But yeah, so you can't just like be on a clear it. limit to this. You can't just fly indefinitely. And also, the flying speed isn't ridiculous. It's like a normal speed. And so here, here's a good example of why we're saying this doesn't really and track. requires attunement and re- and requires attunement. But so there's another item called it's a flying carpet called carpet of flying. Um, there's different sizes, but the appropriate size is carrying capacity of 400 feet, 400 pounds, just like the broom. Has a flying speed of 60 feet, except it's a very rare magic item, <laughs> which is like Up from uncommon, uncommon to very rare. And I'd probably rather have the bl- broom. Yeah, you'd probably rather the broom because you don't have to carry around a stupid carpet, a four by six foot carpet. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is. Broom of flying is kind of nuts. Um, at, definitely don't give them at lower levels. Part of the fun of playing lower levels are, are you're still within the realm of like everyday life tasks where it's like, oh, 
you're at the top of this tree. If you want to jump from the top of the tree to the other top of the tree, you're going to have to make an athletics check and you might fall 40 feet. And at fifth level, it's like, oh, that's that can be like, you know, like like 15 damage. That's not going to kill me, but I still have to think about it. When you're level 13, you're just like, A, no, I, I, I'm i just going to use magic to do whatever I want to. Or I have like a 22 athletics or, or a 22 strength or whatever, so it's going to be fine. And I have 100 hit points, so falling 40 feet doesn't matter to me. Right. Um, once you, so you, you, you have to think of the, um, the types of challenges you want your party to come across. So if there's like a, a moat around a river that your, or moat around a river that there you go, that's a dungeon idea. Um, a <laughs> moat around a castle <laughs> that your players have to like sneak into. You see a giant moat. What's in the middle of the moat? A river. river. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Those Does it form a lake? No. 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 It just just goes around. Isn't that just second moat? Shut up. Um, So, yeah, there's a moat around a castle, and and it's, like, filled with uh, water snakes. If you have the the broom of flying, it's just like, okay, I fly across, send the broom over. Because you can also send the broom to travel within a mile of you, so you don't even have to have it. And then we just ferry everybody across. So Other broken. than being like, okay, we have to sneak in. What are we going to do? I'm going to spend resources to overcome this challenge. But we have to think about which resources we're going to expend because we're going to have to fight the things in the castle. This, that, like, that's the gameplay you want. Instead of just being like, I press the solve puzzle button. Yeah. And... One of my favorite ways ever now to fly is uh, my character obtained the cloak of the bat. Oh, yeah. Now, for instance, this thing is a rare, not an uncommon, and it requires me to be attuned to it, and I can only fly at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in dim darkness. It requires it to be dim darkness, uh, dim light or darkness. Dim light, yeah. Uh, and the flying speed is only 40 feet, so it's not even as fast as... I, I just don't understand this broom. Like, I don't know why this is, like, it should be a very rare item. Yeah, it seems... <laughs> I just don't get it. It seems like... Because it's better than the Cloak of the Bat in almost every single... I mean, the Cloak of the Bat gives you some really cool stuff, too, because I can cast Polymorph to mm-hmm. make uh, turn into a bat, which is but, really cool. But, like, for normal stuff about, like, oh, there's a there's a chasm in this cavern and you need to get across. It's 50 feet. What are you going to do? It's like, all right, I'll just ferry everyone Fly across with my broom. Does it run out of speed? No. It has no. infinite flying power forever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I can't fly into bright light, Eric. <laughs> you foiled my plan. <laughs> it's only a rare magic item, right? Come on, what do you expect? A broom? I still, I love it so much. I'll never get rid of it. I like it is like my favorite part of my character. It is so, it is so sweet. <laughs> uh, um, all right, now, this has become the hate on the magic or broom of flying podcast. Podcast, I like it. I will you know what it's just like it, it it's just kind of an insulting item to be an uncommon because it's just it really just it's everything you you know <laughs> snap and your so fingers and and, it, and it is solved like and this it. this is the reason why you don't go 100% into wizards of the coast determinations on a lot of things D&D yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like broom of flying 50 foot flying speed forever you you your character never technically has to leave the broom for any reason Um, that's not attuned or you can have the ring of jumping which isn't attuned and (laughs) you can just cast the jump spell (laughs) 
God, what a sad, that's so Which, sad. Jumping, it triples your jump distance, but oh, it never baby. actually increases your total movement speed. So if your movement speed 25 feet and you triple jump distance, guess what? You can still only go 25 feet in a turn. <laughs> so it's like, why are these two things the same? I mean, we, we've <laughs> mentioned how jumping is one of the saddest things in D&D 5e. Like they just did, they never treated the jump well. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like, don't don't be married to, well, they're only level I, four. And this so is an item I'd four. honestly, like you at one point uh, uh, awarded us with uncommon items uh, uh, for one of our one, it yeah, was a one like shot a or it was something week. out of canon. Yeah, we, yeah. So we were awarded with an uncommon item. This is one of those uncommon items that if someone was like, I want this, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, no. Be like, no. are you sure? No, yeah, Why? you can't have that. That's like, dude, you can't just fly now. Like, If you want to fly, take the winged boots, man. Like, Make it hard on yourself. Make it be attuned. Make you try for it. That's like... I thought you like, were talking, yeah, you want to fly? I thought you were talking you better, about the, the ring of jumping for a second. No, and then you said you can no, fly I wouldn't now. I was like, dare. Oh, I wouldn't no. dare make them stoop that low. But poor, poor ring of jumping. No, See, but like the winged boots is a totally fine item. Like, yeah, totally fair. Yes, you can fly now. That's legit. Like, um, my bard would have loved the winged boots. Like his whole mm-hmm. character, like, kind of had the levitation spell and was just flying anyway. Yeah, that's that like kind a... of his part of his... But I had to use that. a whole action during my turn to do it. Concentration. start floating up. I had to be concentrating on it. Yeah, it was a, it was a big downside. So he would have loved to have some wings. Yeah, definitely be... I, I, sometimes I do that where I'm like, hey, some people are late, so Monster of the Week. Here's a really powerful monster. If you guys survive, yeah. you might get an item. Uh, I don't know if uh, our warlock, Miles, actually listens to this podcast, but <laughs> he took the he put he took the brim of flying. He's it was fine. Everyone was level thirteen anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, level thirteen's a, a little bit of a different story. Yeah, we're we're really high level, so it's fine that some of us can fly. But it still is like obnoxious. It's, it's yeah, it's it's still kind of funny. <laughs> but also like also at high levels, you can do stuff like uh, gain the confidence and then just be like, oh, it's, uh, fireball. Like, guess what? Your your broom's made out of wood, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> looks like that you know it's a magic I would love him to burn that it, thing up like, oh. <laughs> what if That'd someone spelled you as don't you burn my cloak the chasm? Mm. I have my cloak we'll in the bat <laughs> no don't touch my cloak <laughs> in the bat you stay away you stay away stay away from my cloak you can take whatever else oh I have a, I have a shield and a, I forget what my third item is who knows I don't even know probably, probably your whip know. or something no, it's not my whip. I don't think that requires it actually, because it's just it's just a whip. <laughs> it's just... Oh, is it your gamble putty gloves that we never? No, use? I I haven't used those in a while. I'm not tuned to those anymore. I haven't even used them because eh, we whatever. we yeah I know we like nerfed them and then I was like yeah never mind like it's, they're too much to try and balance and so yeah you just gave up on one them. of those things. It was a cool idea, but yeah. Um, but yeah, sp- speaking of that kind of stuff. Um, the kind of trick for um making your own uncommon stuff, you can kind of take a look at a lot of the items and be like, okay, there are like second level spells, really nothing third level or above, and just be like, okay, he, what is like, you know, what is a cool second level spell like? Oh, fog cloud. 
I one time gave like an arrow that cast fog cloud. You, know, <laughs> so you could do like uh, like a cool infiltration mission where you shoot an arrow in the room and now it's fog cloud, and then you go in and stuff like that. Right. Oh, another cool uh, in the Dungeon Master's Guide uh, that you used in a one shot: the robe of useful items. Love that. One of my favorites. <laughs> so really, really, really cool. Uh, there's like, what, patches on it? And yeah, like... there's magic patches, which are randomly determined. And <laughs> that, well, that actually, it has two of a bunch of, of real patches, like a steel mirror. I don't know why. Or 50 foot of, 50 foot of rope. Um, but then you can get like a rowboat. Or uh, two mastiffs, <laughs> two mastiffs patch, That's or a wooden awesome. ladder, and so you just take off the patch and throw it, uh, and then you get that thing, and you get it. But once you once you use the patches, they're obviously gone. Um, oh but yeah, this is just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun, especially for a one shot where you just, you just rip out the, you know, you just you, yeah, just, you, just, you just do stuff because it's not going to matter. Um, what was the other one that I wanted to talk about? Oh, shout out to the adamantine armor, by the way, which is not an attuned armor piece, and it just protects you from crits now. Yep. yep. Skunked just one of crits. our uh, one-shot people. Give these DMs, give this away at your own peril. It's not overpowered <laughs> or anything, but no, man, it's you get excited. absolutely fine. It's it absolutely literally fine. reduces only 20s, but God, is that nice. You're just like... Oh, fine. Yes. Natural 20. That's a crit. And somebody goes, actually, I have adamantine armor, so that's a normal hit. You're like, kill you. (laughs) Uh, I think early on, one of my favorite uncommons, it's just so powerful. This one maybe should be rare, but it does require attunement, is the Lux Stone. Yeah. This is uh, plus one to all ability checks and saving throws. It's just like a Flatline plus one to everything. Yeah, this is just your, your your most passive thing in the world. Just like, oh, yeah, plus one to everything. And nice. so good. Plus one to just everything in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and saving. That, like, that's so good later in the game, too. Plus one to saving throws is, is enormous. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. pretty crazy. So I just, I love that one. Also, shout out to the movable rods. Movable rod. That's also just like a classic... That's a There are such cool things to be done with the movable rods, though. Like people have done some really unique and fun things with the movable rods. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you can get up to a lot of chicanery. Um, I also love the alchemy jug as one. So you can um, speak like a word. You can basically like, make a, a infinite amount of liquid. Uh, okay. Not an infinite amount of liquid, but so you can be like beer and you get four gallons of beer or like two gallons of vinegar um for some reason it also specifies mayonnaise as one of the options <laughs> why there yeah, is a you say not infinite but there is a decanter of endless water as well yep. that does make endless water which would be good for I, I think there was a character i brewed in i forget which session it was but he it, like grungs require water if you mm-hmm. go with that exotic race. And this would be a great item to provide a grung. Yeah, exactly. Someone water. really wants to play but, grung. But isn't a... a... I think in that case, I was like a sorcerer, and I gave myself like shape water, create, create I think water. It was 
water. Yeah, so I could like make it myself. But this would be a great way to be like, yeah, dude just has a decanter of endless water with him. Right. Yeah. Not that he, not that big a deal for a dude to have a decanter yeah. of endless water. Those kinds of things you hear horror stories about where it's just like, we need to get across the can. Well, we have endless water, so we're just going to unend it and decimate <laughs> this this uh, ecology by doing it. And then you have to pull out your math and be like, well, what's the flow rate? <laughs> so it would take a while, like 30 gallons, gallons a minute or something and yeah and then you do the math and you're just like okay so you wait for 38 years <laughs> <laughs> and now there's two feet of water in the can and what do you <laughs> want to do with the rest of your life oh by the way the big bad evil guy is one so well, you said you were going to do this yeah you gotta you gotta do something to shake it up uh, dust of dryness all-star that one's the most important item in our campaign now because pretty much we pretty figured much. out that an inch of water destroys our our group just pretty much it brings everything to a grinding halt we can't deal it we can't deal mm-hmm. with it i think someone does have the dust of dryness with them too just to yeah. deal with that rook has it right? rook has it Rubarian. makes sense can't can't deal with it we can't have mm-hmm. it is there anything from outside the dungeons master's guide that you want to bring up Anything in the, um, in the common uncommon era yeah, there, that maybe, maybe even though it's in in uh, in an expansion, it's maybe more widely used. I don't know that there is. I think kind of in the common uncommon camps. I think uh, well, maybe in the common camps, there's actually like you, for instance. I think gave out a cloak of billing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah, the, the it's a common, common item because it doesn't really do anything. But common magic items, they, they're purely for flavor copa billowing as i think it's a bonus action you can just make your cloak billow <laughs> so that's what that does doesn't it was work? was my armor common you gave uh, me like armor that could change i could change the costume like on a on a like everything i was wearing it was it plus one so i guess it was uncommon but i think it was uncommon i, I there was that yeah, like up, glamour maybe? armor i think it was called it was glamour armor yeah yeah that might have been uncommon or rare um, I mean, because there's glamour weave I see, which is clothing that has uh har- an illusionary oh, magic. So yeah, can, maybe I just turned that into armor. You took yeah, turned that into an armor, gave it a plus one bonus to yeah. it, and said there's glamour armor. Yeah, so there's that is of... from Eberron, which is you know in a... okay. Yeah, that's probably uh, what the, I did. the the hat we were talking about, uh, the hat of wizardry that casts a com- that's from uh, uh, Xanthar's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does that was require attunement. Which I think I just said like I, I think I was just like never mind for this you know it's yeah, a one shot don't one have shot, an hour you, you know don't worry around. about you know it's not a huge deal you can cast a cantrip this yeah. you know for the rest of the dungeon I wasn't too worried you know I was like go um, for it sending stone oh no sending stones is a, in the DMG there's a lot of like class specific stuff um, that are uncommon um, I know like in the new some new ones um like fey wild shards are like sorcery only and tasha's um stuff like that there there's there's some really cool stuff very similar to an immovable rod there's like a pole of collapsing which is kind of a yeah interesting thing it's like a 10 foot pole that can go into a one foot rod so like you know there's just fun ways to use stuff like that it's, a, it's an interesting item that's just common. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's basically if you want an effect, there 
there's probably an uncommon item that at least approximates that effect that you can kind of right. mess around with. I have a, uh, mine must be common, my wrist uh, rocket watch. That's wrist basically pocket. a common item. The wrist pocket. Uh, that that, so that was just a spell that I was just like, ah, you can cast that. You can, you can cast that at fair will. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Kinda Which like is another mean. good way to look at it too. <laughs> like you can just every spell in the entire game, you can just look at it and be like, I can make that into. Just Here's like, a ring that lets you cast it. Yeah. 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 Right. Like rope trick would be a fun one. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah, same yeah, thing a as a bag of holding portable hole kind of deal. Like I will let you cast rope trick. once. Yeah. Day, like. Yeah, kind of cool stuff. All like that kind that. of stuff. It's very easy to come up with your own stuff. It is for sure. Well, I I like where we left it for now with with common and uncommon items. There's yeah. a lot more to unpack as you know when we go further. It won't come next, but eventually we'll get on to our favorites in the uh, legendary and rare and very rare, which we'll go over some of the more powerful stuff that we've used and and maybe should come up in some of your campaigns. Mm-hmm. Most of which are not campaign specific, uh, but still like readily usable kind of deal. But there's so many, like we can't. There's no way we can go into them now because there's right. just it's just such a huge field. Items are. I mean, when you think about it, they they change the game by a lot when you get up to the rarities, like your character more and more becomes about that legendary sword that's looking for blood. It's like your character becomes that almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right then. Well, what are we going to talk about next week when we get to magic, the gathering? So we are going to go over spoilers. Started today. We're, we're recording this on the 18th, uh, and, uh, spoilers for Dominaria have, Begun. Yeah, begun. It's it, then, it's been nice not having like eighteen sets that have come out. Oh, I know. I'm like, I am so happy for it, and I'm just like, I don't even want these spoilers to come out too fast. I'm like, let them linger because I'm good right now. Well, actually, it's been a while. It's been a while, so like, yeah, start 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 bringing them through. But I like don't want this set to release just yet. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still like just tired we're good yeah <laughs> uh all right well when we were at college and like that's all we were doing is playing magic we're just like give us everything more 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 yeah imagine if we had the release schedule that we've had in the past couple of years back when we were there that would have been amazing that would have been so good because when we were in college it was like once every three months it was like the, the yeah yeah amount of time we waited set. for this one was the amount the normal yeah. <laughs> the normal allotted time. This is like what it was. No master sets. Was. Nothing. No. Yeah, there was no additional products. It was like they released Battle for Zendikar. And then they waited three months. And then they released the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's just exhausting. All right, how about next time we get to D&Dizzle? Um, there was kind of a... Like a little, little tiny announcement. Little, 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 little sneak, one. little sneak, little Apparently, sneak. there was some announcement for the new D and D edition. Whoa! What? Twenty twenty. Didn't hear it from us, but you did. Yeah, we're gonna get it early in on it early. Uh, it's not releasing this year. It's not releasing next year. It's slated for twenty twenty four. 
Yeah, but and we uh, we just got kind of the the news because I think uh, they also released a couple new stories that we'll go over that look pretty exciting and that people should know about. Yeah, uh, and, and, and do you want new races and all kinds of stuff? Yeah, do you want to do something like what we want out of D anD D six E? Sure. Yeah, and they. Well, I'll it kind of sounds like it's going to be like 5.5 here. Correct. 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 That is 100% what it's going to be. They already had mentioned, like, without giving away too much, they did announce with it. After announcing this thing, they were like, it's going to be backwards compatible. So it just kind of means like, listen, like 5e is going to be still the base, but we're go. they're going to change the rules. They're going to do a bunch of stuff, but yeah. it's backwards compatible is what they said. So, yeah, I'm interested, like... Yeah, I'm interested in what they mean by that. Because, I don't like, know. and also this term- is again two years away from being instituted. It's just like clearly they have something in mind and they have changes in mind, and something will happen in two years, and it'll probably end up being five point five. It'll probably just be like we've had five E out for a really long time. We've gotten yeah. all the different feedback from thousands and millions and millions of games and people. So here's what we're changing. And I think that that's kind of what it's going to be. It's just gonna yeah, be like, yeah, I wonder yeah, if there's going to be like a new like backwards plug-in. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get They're going to make jumping overpowered. Now is what's jumping, <laughs> calling it now, best mechanic Called in 60. It's all going to be a jump meta. going to get big. So start your jumping characters now. Start doing your squats. Get in on jumping early, okay? Get in on jumping early. All grung characters. All grung. It's the only race in 6E. (laughs) Grung and Harrigan. Those are the only... That's it. I don't want to see you on another race out there. If you're an elf, jumping is going to be also used in spells. I'm going to jump all over you. You have to jump a certain number of feet in order to cast spells. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you must what it, be this high in the air from a jump, not from flying, from a jump. From a jumping. That charges up your spell, and then you can cast it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. All right. Well, that's, we got a, a lot of exciting things. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a very theoretical. We're just going to start talking about changes stuff. and things and new stuff that are coming out. Because they revealed it alongside uh, Dominaria United today, which was like unexpected. It was like magic. And then they had a huge segment on D&D and we were all like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I guess yeah, like uh, we were all here for Dominaria United and you guys talked about D&D for more than half the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it it will be interesting um playing a new session because or playing a new edition because a lot of a lot of the stuff is We'll s- again, now. we'll see whether it is a new edition, right? It says backwards compatible. Like they, they, they keep backtracking what you know they're saying about it. But yeah, they're like new edition. Like is that, ooh, everyone's mad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah backwards yeah. compatible. Yeah, like yeah, ooh, right. Wait, they're just like people are mad. Again? <laughs> yeah, just drop. Everyone's gonna be mad no matter like, what you do. You just do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right, that's where we'll leave it for now. Let's go back to partying. I guess. Let's go back to that's the party. Thing to do. Let's go back to partying. And to all you listeners out there, party on!